pray that one day I will see the truth. One day I will be the truth. I call on the Lord three times a day like he was Beetlejuice. I just want my problems to be fixed. Don't want to see it through. I just want to turn up at the party like my people do. Welcome back, fellow seekers of vitality. I'm your host, Courtney Johnson, and this is the Vitality Manifested Podcast. On the previous episode, we took a good look at the power of beginnings. Today, we'll be exploring our why, the hidden currents beneath the goals we set, and today's enigma, motivation. You know, motivation is like their friend who says they'll help you move. Sometimes they show up with a truck. Other times, they vanish faster than your resolve to avoid junk food. We're all chasing something. Happiness, success, maybe just the pizza delivery guy. But why? Why do we chase these dreams? Are we really after the dream? Or is it the thrill of the chase? Or maybe it's because deep down, we know that there's free pizza at the finish line. Understanding our why is crucial. It's the fuel in our life's engine, the secret sauce in our existential burger. And who doesn't love a good secret sauce? So grab your metaphysical forks and let's dig in. Today, we're not just unraveling the reasons behind our goals, we're discovering why is so powerful they'll keep you going no matter the obstacles littering your path. And remember, it's New Year, so let's make some resolutions we might actually keep this time. Imagine a gardener, but not your average green thumb. This gardener plants dreams. Every seed represents a goal or a wish. He waters them with hope, fertilizes them with determination, but most importantly, he knows why he plants each seed. Here's the twist. Some seeds grow into beautiful flowers while others, well, they turn into those plants we talked about last episode. The point is our dreams like seeds need a reason to be nurtured. What seeds are you planting in the garden of your life? And more importantly, why are you planting them? Are they for a lush lawn to impress the neighbors or are they to grow your own food? You see, our goals often sprout from two soils, desire and necessity. Desire is like that craving for a midnight snack. Not necessarily essential, but oh, so satisfying. Necessity, on the other hand, well, that's the alarm clock of life, annoying but vital. Understanding this mix is key to knowing your why. Now, let's play the why game for a second. Why do you want to achieve your goal? Is it for fame, fortune, or the love of your cat? Keep asking why until you hit bedrock. It's like peeling an onion, layer by layer, tier by tier. And just like cutting onions, this process might make you cry, but hey, it's all part of the journey. Now let's take a classic example, wanting to get fit. Why? To look good? Why do you want to look good? To feel confident? But here's where it gets real. Maybe it's about feeling good in your own skin. See. When your why shifts from external validation to internal satisfaction, you're onto something powerful. It's the difference between chasing a shadow and becoming the light source. Desire and necessity often cross paths like two strangers in a sitcom, initially awkward, eventually inseparable. Think about it. Maybe you need a job, but you also desire a job that doesn't make you want to hit snooze every morning. When these paths align, magic happens, and our why becomes more clear. Like our gardener who plants dreams, let's now picture an artist who paints them. Not their own dreams, mind you, but the dreams of everyone around them. This artist listens to people's aspirations, a bigger house, a fancy car, the perfect partner, and paints them into reality. 
And one day, a curious thing happens. The artist ventures into a world filled with the dreams collected from everyone else and realizes she's never painted her own dreams, never stopped to consider what she would like to see manifest in the world. She's been so busy capturing everyone else's that she forgot to ask herself the same questions. It's like being a chef in a five-star restaurant who only eats ramen at home. This artist's tale is a mirror to some of our own lives. How often do we paint our goals with the ideas and colors borrowed from society's palette? We're influenced by what we see, what we're told we should want, and what looks good on the metaphorical Instagram of life. What if your dream isn't a picture-perfect sunset, but more like a quirky, abstract painting that doesn't make sense, but it just feels right? Culture and society seem to shape our aspirations quite often. We find ourselves standing at a buffet of goals where everyone's filling their plates with the same stuff. Success, money, fame, and there you are wondering if maybe you should go for something a little more filling for a change. Society's push to have us choose from its menu is powerful. It's like a culinary critic telling us what's hot and what's not. Our culture, our upbringing, the media, like chefs constantly cooking up ideas for us to consume. From the moment we're born, we're spoon-fed these recipes for success. Be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, they say. Go to school, get a good job, work into your 60s and retire. That's the secret sauce to a fulfilling life. But what if you like your secret sauce with more hot sauce than Bernays? Consider this, society's goals are like a buffet with only a few dishes. They're supposed to suit everyone, but we know that's not how appetites work. We need more like a grand, diverse buffet. Some of us like spicy curries, others classic comfort foods. The real challenge is to scoop onto your plate what truly satisfies your taste, not just what's being showcased in the spotlight of societal expectations. Even if that means having cake for starters, because after all, life's short, eat dessert first. Plus, you know, as a little side note, Ayurvedic practices recommend consuming sweets before meals for a better digestion and to increase ohas, or vitality. So, you know, there's that. You ever think about the irony of conformity? Conformity is like that hit song on the radio, played so often you start singing it without even realizing. Next thing you know, you're in the shower belting out the lyrics to some song you don't even like. Here's the ironic part. We often chase societal dreams like a dog chasing its tail Round and round we go, and when we finally catch it, we're like, what, that's it? It's like buying those jeans everyone has, only to realize they don't really fit you. But hey, you look cool for a second there, right? The echo of society's whys is loud, but your own why can and should be louder. Find your own rhythm in the symphony of life, even if that means playing the triangle instead of the violin. Because let's be honest, triangles are pretty cool. They're the real MVPs of the orchestra, just like your unique why is the most valuable question for achieving your dreams. But enough about letting society hijack our goals. Let's talk about the beauty of individuality and finding our why. You ever been to a karaoke bar? Everyone's singing the same popular songs, but then someone gets up and belts out an obscure 80s track and suddenly the room comes alive. That's what happens when you embrace your unique why. You're not just another voice in the choir, you're the solo act that everyone remembers. Think about it, in a world full of cover bands, be your own genre. It's easy to fall into the trap of mimicking others' aspirations. You know, it's safe, it's familiar, and there's already a blueprint of sorts. But where's the fun in that? 
Your why should be as unique as your fingerprint, as distinct as your laugh. It's not about what you should want. It's about what you genuinely, deep down, dance in your underwear when no one's watching want. And here's the kicker. Finding your unique why is not just liberating, it's empowering. Knowing your true, authentic why is like finally using your favorite color to paint life's canvas, even if that color is neon green. Because who cares if it's not everyone's cup of tea? It's your cup of tea. And maybe it's even a little spicy. You know, a chai latte and a sea of lattes. So how do you find this mystical, unique why? Well, you start by asking yourself, what brings me joy? What makes my heart race a bit faster? It might be something as grand as traveling the world or as simple as growing the perfect tomato in your garden. The point is, it's yours. It's the secret ingredient in your life's recipe that makes everything taste just right. Now let's shift gears and explore the spiritual side of our aspirations. Picture a monk who after years of solitude and meditation decided to seek wealth leaving the monastery. Now this wasn't about money, but rather the accumulation of a wealth of experiences and knowledge of the world outside of the monastery. This monk set out on a journey, not to fill his pockets, but to enrich his soul. As he travels, he meets people obsessed with material wealth, constantly chasing more. Bigger houses, faster cars, shinier gadgets. But he notices something. The more they have, the less fulfilled they seem, having closets full of clothes, but claiming to have nothing to wear the latest smartphone, yet not truly connected to the world around them. The monk realizes true wealth isn't about accumulating stuff. It's about accumulating moments, memories, and wisdom. Sometimes our why transcends material goals. It's not just about the destination, it's about the journey. Like going on a road trip. Sure, you want to get to the beach, but those random stops, the oddball roadside attractions, the sing-alongs in the car, that's where the real magic happens. This monk's journey teaches us something profound about our aspirations. They can be as material as a mansion or as spiritual as a mantra, but at their core, they're about finding richness and depth in our lives. We wanna feel that we're more than just, you know, our social profiles. Navigating the tightrope between material and spiritual goals is like trying to balance a yoga pose while shopping online. And, you know, props to those of you skilled enough to pull that off. But on one side, you have the material goals, the new car, the promotion, the Instagram-worthy vacations. They're tangible, easily seen, and, oh, man, they're so tempting. Probably doesn't help that our world is now basically a giant mall and every store is screaming, buy something. On the other side, you have the spiritual goals. Inner peace, mindfulness, understanding the meaning of that dream where you showed up to work in your pajamas. These goals are less about acquiring and more about discovering. They're not flashy, but they glow from within. Now here's where it gets interesting. We often see these two types of goals as being at odds with each other, like there are two rival teams at a football game. But what if they're actually on the same team? Think about it. Maybe that new car isn't just a car. Maybe it represents freedom, the joy of the journey, the road to self-discovery. And maybe that quest for inner peace helps you enjoy the car ride more, even if it is just to the grocery store. It's all about balance, like eating a salad with your pizza. You get the best of both worlds. Material goals give us something to strive for in the physical world, while spiritual goals, 
they remind us of the deeper layers of our existence. Those who value both are like well-rounded characters in the movie of life. They can pull off the action scenes and the heartfelt monologues with skill and artistry. So as you set your goals, think about this balance. Don't just seek the material or the spiritual, seek both. Because at the end of the day, life isn't just about the things you own or the mantras you know. It's about the experiences you have and the wisdom you gather. It's about being a spiritual being, having a human experience, and sometimes that includes enjoying a really nice pair of shoes. While approaching our goal attainment in a logical manner is useful, let's make sure to not overly structure the process, taking the joy and soul out of the journey. Can you imagine? Enlightenment has an item on your to-do list right between buy almond milk and call mom. It's hilarious when you think about it, trying to fit the infinite expanse of the universe into a tiny checkbox. Today, I'll achieve inner peace, but first, I better tackle that laundry. And it's not just about enlightenment. It's about how we approach all these lofty spiritual goals with the same zeal as a Black Friday shopper. Find inner peace? Check. Connect with the universe? Check. Understand the meaning of life? Hmm, I might need to Google that one. Like trying to download spirituality with a high-speed internet connection. Sure, it's sufficient, but it kind of misses the point. Here's the thing. Spirituality isn't a race. It's more like a leisurely stroll through the park of existence. It's not about ticking boxes. It's about smelling the metaphorical roses, or in this case, the incense. It's about the journey, not the destination. And sure, having become one with everything on your Google Calendar might make you feel organized, but the universe probably isn't checking its schedule. So as we laugh at the absurdity of squeezing enlightenment into our daily routines, let's remember that the pursuit of spiritual goals is more about being present in the moment than planning the next one. It's about finding peace in the chaos of life, not adding to the chaos with a spiritual scavenger hunt. Because in the end, enlightenment isn't just about checking a box, it's appreciating the paper the list is written on and realizing the paper is just an extension of yourself. Because after all, there is no spoon. Now let's take a look beyond the surface ripples of our dreams down to where our true goals align with our inner values. We're going on a treasure hunt, but instead of seeking gold, we're seeking authenticity. You know, that precious commodity in a world where Instagram accounts depict perfect lives? This quest is about asking the big questions. What really matters to me? Is it the number on my bank statement, the likes on my social media posts, or is it something more, something that resonates with the core of who I am? Like realizing that while designer labels are nice, they don't warm quite the same as a good old fashioned hug. Aligning your goals with your inner values isn't just about setting targets. You wanna be sure you understand why these targets matter to you. There's a difference between wanting a big house because that's what success looks like and wanting a welcoming home because you value family and friends. And here's where it gets beautifully complicated. Your values can change just like you. What mattered to you at 20 might not hold the same weight at 40. Take updating your wardrobe, for example. Those neon leggings from 40 years ago might not be your style anymore. Goals often evolve with your values, growing and maturing as you do. So take a moment, reflect on what values are guiding your ship. Are they yours or are they hand-me-downs from society, family, or a past version of yourself? Let's craft a life that's tailored to you, not off the rack. Because in the end, the most fulfilling goals are the ones that fit you perfectly, no alterations needed. 
Imagine a mountain climber determined to conquer the highest peak. She sets out with enthusiasm, equipped with gear and grit, but as she ascends, the weather turns. The path becomes treacherous. Every step forward is a battle against the elements, a test of will. Yet with each challenge, she learns about the mountain, about climbing, about herself. This climber isn't just scaling a mountain, she's transforming obstacles into lessons. The slippery rocks teach her resilience. The steep slopes teach her perseverance and the thin air teaches her humility. Of course, while reaching the top is what may be admired, what she's becoming throughout the expedition is transcendent and is what allowed her to do so. We all have mountains to climb, whether they're personal goals, professional aspirations, or spiritual quests, and we all face challenges in the pursuit of seeing them through to completion. Each challenge we face is like those rugged mountain paths. They might set us back, but they also push us to grow stronger, wiser, more resilient. Learn to flip the script on adversity, seeing each setback not as a roadblock, but as a stepping stone to something greater. So as you face your own mountains, remember our climber. Embrace the challenges, learn from them, and let them lift you higher, because sometimes the most scenic views come after the toughest climbs. And who knows, at the top, you might just find more than you were looking for. Maybe a new perspective, a renewed spirit, or at least a great spot for a selfie. Transforming challenges into stepping stones is one thing. Embracing them is another. Embracing challenges doesn't mean you enjoy them, but understand the benefit, even if delayed. I mean, who wakes up and thinks, yay, another day of soul-crushing difficulties? When we change our perspective to one of finding the potential value in the struggle, we're moving in the right direction. If you're wise to develop resilience to stabilize your emotions, then every trial and tribulation is an opportunity for growth. So, as you face life's challenges, remember why you started. Hold on to that why like a lifeline in the stormy seas of adversity. Let it guide you, inspire you, and remind you that every challenge is just a chapter in your epic tale. Because in the end, when you look back, you won't just see the mountains you climbed, you'll see the journey that made you a climber. Now, the byproduct of a powerful why is resilience. Resilience is a superpower, allowing us to bounce back stronger than before. This capability provides us the mentality needed to master the art of getting back up when we can't avoid the fall. Every obstacle you face is a test of this resilience. It's life asking, how much do you want this? And your response is not the words you say, but in the actions you take. It's in the small steps you keep taking, even when the end goal seems well out of reach. Every time you overcome an obstacle, you're not just moving closer to your goal, you're building resilience. You're crafting your story. You are becoming the hero in your own epic. Now, as we bring our journey to a close, let's take a moment to reflect on the insights we've gathered, like pieces of a grand mosaic of motivation. Each story and each challenge discussed today adds a unique piece to this intricate design. Together, they form a picture that's as diverse and complex as our individual whys. We began with the roots of aspiration, understanding that our goals stem from a blend of desire and necessity, much like a gardener tending to a variety of plants, each with its own unique needs and beauty. We then navigated the societal influences on our goals, acknowledging how the world around us shapes our aspirations, often without us even realizing it. We embrace the humor and conformity, thinking about how often we end up echoing others' dreams without tuning into our own unique symphony. 
Our journey took a spiritual turn, exploring the balance between material and ethereal goals. We learned from the monk who sought wealth, not in coins, but in wisdom. And we chuckled at the idea of enlightenment sitting snugly between our mundane tasks on our to-do list. We tackled challenges, transforming them into stepping stones and recognized the immense power of resilience, that incredible ability to bounce back stronger with every setback. So here we are at the end of our episode, looking at this beautiful mosaic we've created. It's a reminder that our why is not just a single reason, but a tapestry of motivations, experiences, and lessons. It's a living, breathing entity that evolves with us, shaping our journey in the most unexpected and marvelous ways. Now it's time to ask that all-important question again. What's your why? Not the why you tell your friends or post on social media, but the real, unvarnished, deep-down why that stirs your soul and gets you out of bed in the morning. And if you don't have one, this is a must. Think of it like a New Year's resolution, but instead of vowing to hit the gym or cut down on coffee, you're making a commitment to understanding and honoring your true motivations. Really peel back the layers, uncover the desires and dreams that genuinely resonate with you. This isn't just another rhetorical question to ponder and forget. It's an invitation to embark on a journey of self-discovery. As you step into the new year, let this question guide you, challenge you, and maybe even change you. Your why is the compass that will navigate you through the ups and downs of this year, keeping you anchored in your purpose, your passion, and your path. So as we begin this year, take this moment to connect with your why. Let it be your guiding star, shining brightly in the night sky of possibilities. And remember, your why is uniquely yours. It's your story, your journey, your vitality. Now, as we draw the curtains on this episode, I have a small but mighty request for you. If today's journey through stories and reflections resonated with you, don't keep it to yourself. Please share it, not just as content, but as a catalyst for conversation, introspection, and inspiration. Think of someone in your life who could benefit from exploring their why. Maybe it's a friend who's at a crossroads, a family member who's rediscovering their passions, or even a colleague who's always chasing goals but never seems satisfied. Share this episode with them. Let it be a bridge to meaningful dialogue, a spark that ignites curiosity, or simply a way to show that you care. By sharing, you're not just passing along a podcast, you're spreading the potential for transformation. You're helping others to unveil their aspirations, confront their challenges, and maybe even find a few gems along their path. It's like handing someone a map while they're embarking on an important journey, a map that could guide them to their own unique destination. So as this new year beckons with the promise of fresh starts and new adventures, take this moment to share the gift of insight. Let this episode be a shared journey, a communal exploration of the whys that drive us, challenge us, and ultimately define us. And just like that, we're at the end of another episode of the Vitality Manifested podcast. I hope this episode leaves you with more than just food for thought, maybe a full course meal for the soul. But don't think the journey ends here. We're just getting started. Join us next time when we unravel another crucial aspect for creating transformation in the new year, the role of relationships and environment on our goal achievement. We'll explore the influence of our relationships and physical environment on reaching goals and how to set ourselves up for success. Have you ever wondered how the people around you, the conversations you engage in, and the spaces you inhabit shape your path to success? Or how sometimes, despite our best efforts, it feels like our environment is either a launching pad or quicksand to our aspirations? If so, 
We'll get into these questions and more, uncovering insights on how to harness the power of relationships and environment to not just reach, but exceed our goals. So tune in for an episode that promises to be as enlightening as it is engaging. Until then, keep exploring your why, share your insights, and remember in the grand tapestry of life, every thread counts, every color adds depth, and every pattern is a story waiting to be told. Thank you for gracing me with your time, wishing you an inspiring journey into the new year. Until next time, keep manifesting that vitality. Peace, love, and rising above, this is Courtney Johnson signing off. Just hold me closer and tell me when the bad times are over. Love me till I'm calm and I'm sober. I can't microdose you. I want you to put me in a coma. Just meet me in the middle, I'm bipolar. Just hold